Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Channel, where every Friday we'll be covering a new installment in the classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details, and news on our very own feature films, albums, and shorts that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced, and no infringement is intended. Rockin' baby! Geeks! Geeks! Hello and welcome back to the Weird Geeks Horror Show, where every single Friday we take you through another installment in the classic horror retrospective franchise. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me throughout all of the recording films, Alexander Chard. Hello. Alison Holland. Hello. Here we are, guys. Don't be scared if you're here for the quarantines. They are part of the recording franchise. Quarantine 2 Terminal is <laughs> like what we're going to be talking about. I like that we're still calling them recording. I mean, it's canon. Quarantine 2 <laughs> Just keep Terminal saying that. 2011 gets a 5.2 out of 10 on the old IMDb. Now, just, just for compar- comparative, guys, because we're at the end now. We're at the end of this recording journey. Uh, next week, we'll be doing the wrap-up episode, obviously, where we'll be going through, I don't know what, we've got to make up maybe some new things for this, but definitely putting our films in order, looking at other media and trivia, which we've done a bit already, but we'll look a bit mm-hmm. more at that. And we'll be putting camera resolutions in order. Uh, <laughs> we'll be putting which Max the dog reference we enjoy the most. I don't know. <laughs> don't know what we're going to do. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. However... Since we're at the end, I said 5.2 out of 10. Do you guys remember the scores of the other films on the IMDb? I think, think last week was doing? six. I feel that's pretty low on the recording it scale. Is. Yeah. It is. This is the second lowest, but the range hasn't been that high. Most of them, well, 7.5 for Wreck, the original, 6.5 for Wreck 2, a lowly 5 for Wreck 3, lower than this. Whoa. Wreck 4 Whoa. is... <laughs> Rec Not 4 is just above my this feelings. with 5.4. So Rec 4 is just above that. And Quarantine is at 6 out of 10. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Not revealing <laughs> my feelings. Jeez. <laughs> Here we are with a 5.2. But before we get into the movie, we do like to look at... No, wait, forget it. Rewind. <laughs> so happy. I was hoping it's... That's gonna the do rewind it. sound. Okay, I mean, that's an old school rewind. What's a rewind sound now? Just a finger, a finger on a phone. It's a, it's <laughs> yeah. a silent digital Prius noise. Prius? I don't know. Priuses are silent. You don't watch films uh, in... They're not... Uh, <laughs> don't. You got to yeah. stop watching movies while driving, Ali. This is not good <laughs> practice. Yes. Hello. If you're new to us, welcome. Please head on over to weirdgeeks.com where you can patch out to all of our previous uh, things. <laughs> By going to our social medias, and you can also support us through there. You can by emailing us, us and saying hi, we like you or we hate you. Uh, if you want to not go to our website, then you can just type in mail at wegeeks.com or fuck you at wegeeks.com and let us know your thoughts, what series you'd like us to cover, and how wrong we are about everything that we're correct about. You can also take that time, which I mean a lot to us, to go to iTunes, type in We Are Geeks, find us, subscribe us, and write to us. That's the only way you can really help us out because. We don't do any banner ads, we don't do any Patreons, and we're not going to try and sell you... <coughs> Edible bubblegum. <laughs> Edible bubblegum. Bubblegum you can swallow oh, that you when can you're swallow. done chewing. Oh, I yeah. see. Do you remember growing up, that was like the thing, wasn't it? It's like, don't swallow your ch- bubblegum, you'll die. Yeah. Well, I remember we the, were- the thing that I would always hear was, it takes seven years to digest. Yeah. It does. It does. Like a cigarette takes four years to get out of your lungs or whatever. Lots of the fun facts, guys. Don't 
chew bubblegum cigarettes. We won't sell you things, but we'll bore you with facts. <laughs> They're delicious. Don't chew them. <laughs> yep. So that's how you can help us out. At the end of the podcast, we'll tell you how you can support us personally on our own social feeds and also the feature film that we have made. But until then, let's look at the landscape of stuff. 2011, one of yeah. you has the top 10 grossing movies of that very year. We've covered it twice before in our retrospectives, but we're going to give it the old energy as if it's oh, the yeah. first time, guys. Because I like to give it a little detail with some mentions yeah, yeah. outside of the top 10. Oh, uh, a little twist. Fancy. This one, This one didn't surprise me that it didn't make the top 10, but there are a couple that did. So the Green Lantern, Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> came in at 27. Uh, Oh, what a piece of shit. Coming in at 18 was X-Men First Class. Oh, one of the best X-Men movies. One of the best comic book yeah. movies. I like that. Coming in at 17, Captain America, the first Avenger. Didn't break 17? the top That's 10. Low. Yep. Wow. Can you Didn't imagine now if a film came out? Million. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Wow. But wow. beating Captain America at 15 was Thor. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Which pulled in oh. uh, almost a hundred million more than uh, Captain America, and at fourteen, another surprise for me was Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Wow, it came in wow. at fourteen. But moving on to our top ten, starting at number ten is Cars Two. Oh man, I mean, yeah, we I've, never say, watched, I've never seen any in- Cars films. You haven't. Well, we say this makes more money in merchandise than Star Wars does. Cars are huge. Mm. Coming in at number nine, The Smurfs. Oh, thank goodness this seems to be over. Oh, and sorry, actually, coming in at 11, I feel like I need to mention this Just to read you, the Al. Just the top 20. All right. Puss, Just, Puss, Puss in Boots there. was at 11, Al. The greatest Shrek movie There you go. I needed made. to mention that. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Coming in at number eight, The Hangover Part 2. The Hangover? <laughs> Hang, hangover. It's <laughs> <laughs> like when you're hanging out at Stonehenge or whatever Henge is your favorite. Mm. You have a bit of a hangover. <laughs> yeah. Coming at number seven, Fast Five. Mm, just Ooh. turning that corner into super, super silly, making yep. super, super money, because that's what the public wants. When this film came out, I was still living in London at the time, and my friend Felix and I thought it would be fun to watch every Fast and Furious film leading up to the release of Fast Five. <laughs> How do we not do this together? Because, like, literally at that point, me and my friend Tom were doing the original version of this podcast over at moviemurmurs.com. And I think you can still listen to it. And we did exactly that. And we covered each <laughs> Fast and Furious film. <laughs> I think I didn't meet you until the. Um, no, the end we, of we this didn't year. know each other. Yeah. yeah. So if, if only we had met, I'm the sure things we that could have, have been. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in at number six is Kung Fu Panda 2, another yeah, franchise that's gone on to make a billion films. I <laughs> Three. Feel. Three. A billion and three. <laughs> it's close to a billion. It feels like there's one every year. It does. But what it do does. I know? Coming in number five, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. They've just announced. Well, you'll be listening to this in the future, then you might have seen them. But two more Mission Impossible is going to be shot back to back, coming out 21 and 22, I think they're coming out. This is the Probably one with Tom the horrible last ones. underwater scene, right? Yeah, which one was this? Ghost Protocol. Protocol. Ghost Protocol. No, this was, yeah, but it also had to... Um, no, hang on, which... But it also has the amazing bit where he's on the outside of the plane at the start. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is Ghost Protocol. Yeah. Oh, man. There was a gap, wasn't there, after that? I like the Dubai one. What was that called? It was the one before Ghost Protocol. Mission Mission Impossible. Impossible. Rogue Nation. Dubai. Uh, Coming in number four. (laughs) Dubai. (laughs) The Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn, part one. I mean, 
the last, the penultimate film. The in beginning the of the end. The beginning of the <laughs> end. And now getting to our top three, our top three this year all broke a billion dollars worldwide. Oh, wow. That means you got um, a Marvel and you got a Star Wars. All incorrect. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> so, coming in at number three, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Oh, fuck yeah. I always forget about a Pirates. Okay. Which did uh, one billion, just over one billion. Coming in at number two. Is this like Toy Story 3 year? year? Cor- no. Incorrect. No. Coming in number two, okay. Transformers Dark Side of the Moon, which did one point oh, yeah. one billion. I'll give you guys one guess for our number one. No, I'm out. I've done loads of guesses and <laughs> fucked it all up. It's a. It pulled in 1.3 billion, and it's part two of a bigger franchise. The Although it's not the two. second film, it's not the second film, but it's not the part second. Two. It's not the second film, but it's part two. Kind Hunger of like Games? returning, kind of franchise? like Breaking Dawn. Hunger Games. <laughs> Harry Potter. Harry Potter and the Deathly uh. Hallows Part Two pulled in 1.3 billion dollars worldwide and that my friends is our top 10 <laughs> thank you that was very illuminating alex we appreciate it allison more horror films were happening in this year we have apartment 143 found footage apollo 18 found footage the awakening <laughs> i never uh, saw no found apollo footage. 18 no. i remember the trailer for it it's all right. i liked apollo 13 it's fine oh the awakening awakening is really good i like that it's rebecca hall i always say this is the film if you look for a horror film to watch with your family that's not you know too violent too scary too sexy but it's still actually a really good horror film the awakening it's nice there you go detention this is a crazy movie uh, where the dude who directed it put in like 10 million dollars of his own personal money to fund it because no one was letting him make another movie and it's this insane slasher movie that's on like ADD medicine. Like, it's just, it's so fastly edited. It's ins- absolutely crazy. And I kind of like it for what it is, but I don't know if it's aged badly now, but who knows. Next up, we have The Cabin in the Woods. Ooh. Yep. Everybody knows. Mm-hmm. After this are Everybody the driving knows. instructions that everyone in LA has received at the DMV. Drive angry. <laughs> <laughs> Old Nick Cage. Well in, played uh, there. Thank you. Alley, I got well flipped off the other day when me and someone else both tried to switch lanes at the same time into the lane between us, and they mm. flipped me off. And I was like, "That was that wasn't either of our fault." Whatever, it's fine. We're past it. Final destination. <laughs> no, you seem, you five. seem past it. <laughs> we should mention. I keep meaning to mention. I meant to mention. Meant to meant to mention. Yeah, we were going to be doing Final Destination even as the next series. I can reveal right now that we're not, and the reason for that is we've put it off twice now and then we're about to do it and then we found out they're making a new final destination movie uh they're rebooting the whole thing so we're gonna wait until that's coming out to do the final destination one so which i'm excited for because i genuinely so much fun so much silly That'd fun be cool uh we also have fright night there's a remake with colin farrell it's fine grave encounters found footage this is one alex i'm always telling you you should watch. If you like the spookies and you like the found footage, watch Grave Encounters and then Grave Encounters 2, set in the insane asylum. Oh, yeah. Haunted <laughs> and not subtle at all. <laughs> Every time I look this up and I see that there's like the one image that always comes up. The woman's face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. We have covered these Hellraiser revelations. Well, you lucky fuckers haven't. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, well, I, our, I have. our group. 
<laughs> yeah, the two people who are no longer with us uh, covered already. They're alive. They're just not. They're alive, you know, just to be clear. The- <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to confirm. It's hard to confirm after Hellraiser. <laughs> the Human Centipede 2, parentheses, full Ooh. sequence. I would cover these films before I cover the Saw franchise. I will not be a part of that. <laughs> I don't want to, but I'm just saying I would before Saw. The Innkeepers. My personal favorite Ty West film. I know I think everyone else prefers House of the Devil, but mm-hmm. I love The Innkeepers. Next up is Livid. This is a cool spooky French film. Worth checking out. It's got some great moments, some bad moments, but the great moments are worth it. Is that their tagline? The spooky <laughs> the French film? The great moments are worth it. The spooky French film. <laughs> Oh, no. That's a late, that'd be a good like Tinder tagline. That'd be <laughs> the good. great moments are worth it. Uh, found footage coming up. Paranormal activity. Three. More spookies. Which one is this? 2011. Number three. Number three. It's the always confusing the when they just call it the same name as the first one. I don't get it. What are you talking about? What? No, it's called Paranormal Activity 3. Oh. Not written here. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> right, sure. No typos yet, so that's well, a plus. Good job. Oh, Jesus Christ. Next up is, is Scream 4. Yeah. yeah. We have covered this <laughs> on the Scream franchise. Me, Alex, and Christina. Go Very listen to it. Very underappreciated. Scream 4, definitely. Uh, next up, we have Shark Knight 3D. Really cheesy, bad fun, and I always go back to it thinking, maybe this time I'll like it. <laughs> and it's just terrible every time. <laughs> Now it gets better. It's weird. But if you have fun. No, I said bad. Well, uh, no, I don't have fun. <laughs> you just said bad fun. I know. I know. Occasionally, I lie. <laughs> okay. Next up, we have The Thing. This is the sort of weird remake, but not a remake. It's got Elizabeth Mary. What's her name? Uh, from Scott Pilgrim. Said. Yeah, thank you. She's in it. It's all right, actually. It's only bad because... The fucking the original John Carpenter remake is so good, one of the best horror films of all time, one of the best films of all time, that this pales in comparison. But it's actually not that bad considering. After that we have the tunnel. Found footage, Australia, I think. A lot of found footage this year. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> not what we're about to go though. <laughs> yeah. The woman. Uh this is pretty upsetting stuff. I think it's is it Jack Ketchum. Don't remember. It's good. It's good. It's pretty weird and upsetting and yeah. Right. And last. Sorry. I've just talked about it a lot. We've done this list so many times. I've lost the energy to talk about these films. Just copy anymore. and paste from other episodes. Yeah. Uh, last one on the list is Your Next. Uh, this is Slash Film UK. It's directed by the dude who would go on to do the guest. And fuck, what did he just do? He just did something. Everybody likes his films. I don't like them. I'm just going to say it right now. Um, I, d- I don't hate them, but they're just not anything that get me excited in any way. It's Adam Wingard who did, yeah, he did the Blair Witch remake sequel thing. Yeah, The Guest, You're Next. Um, and he did that Death Note movie on Netflix. I just, I just don't really like him. Is that it? Yep, that's it. Yay. Woo. Thank you, Ali. <laughs> so, you know, what we can tell from that list is found footage films doing great, guys. Making big money. Let's capitalize on that. Paranormal Activity is only on part three. It's been coming out three years in a row, I think, or whatever. Doing great. Full swing. Let's do the sequel to a found footage series. <laughs> and let's not do it in found footage. That seems to be the new plan for Quarantine 2 Terminal. So, directed by John Pogue, who is the writer 
of U.S. Marshals, the writer of The Skulls 1, 2, and 3, the writer of Rollerball Remake, and the writer of Ghost Ship. He would then go on to write and direct The Quiet Ones. Nothing of great pedigree there, but notable, you know, writing things. He can write a script. That's fair. Written uh, also by him. DP'd by Matthew Irvin, who's done a lot of stuff, but nothing that exciting. The only film that excited me from his list is he did. Do you remember that Waiting film with Ryan Reynolds very early in his career? Mm-mm. Nope. It's kind of like Clerks, but set in a diner. And it's about the stuff, like the waiting stuff there. It's very bad, but fun. <laughs> Starring Mercedes Mason as Jenny. She's in Fear of the Walking Dead. She's in NCIS, Los Angeles. NCIS? What's that stand for? Never Curse in Sydney. Say. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) We figured it out. Josh Cook as Henry. He's in Dexter and Longmire. Maddie Liptak as George. I couldn't really find her in anything that exciting. Ignacio Cericcio as Ed. He's in Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, Lost in Space, Bones, Ghost Whisperer, and General Hospital. Nuri Victoria as Sheila, who's in American Crime Story, and Bree Blair as Paula, who's in that SWAT TV show, 90210, and The Unit. Budgeted at $4 million. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find a gross for this one. I looked into it as deep as I could. It did have... A limited release on June the 17th that year and then came to DVD and digital in August. It's obviously hard to find figures for digital. So it might just be that these figures don't exist. I'll look into it a bit more for a wrap up because we obviously go through that stuff a little closer. But yeah, 4 million budget. I had not seen this one before. This is the only one, guys, that I hadn't seen in this franchise. I thought maybe I had. I wasn't sure as I watched it. No, haven't. You guys never seen it? Nope. Brand new. No, No, it was never really at the top of my list. (laughs) <laughs> I should say this is the sequel to the remake of the Spanish film which at the same year was having the third installment which was a prequel parallel movie <laughs> coming out <laughs> like it's a it was a crazy crazy time for this franchise lots of weird things going on which I still can't believe is rated lower than this film rated lower than all oh, the films Rec yeah, 3 Rec 3 5 out of 10 Go back to our review to see our feelings. There's honestly, guys, I try to find interviews on this. I try to find making ofs. I try to find anything to talk about with this movie. I can't find anything. No <laughs> one seems to want to talk about it. I couldn't even find someone's phone recording Until of Q&A. now. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone involved with this movie is listening and wants to come on a wrap up to give this movie a voice, mail us at fuck you at <laughs> We open on a plane's POV. Uh, as a plane is landing kind of a cool idea and for a split second i think oh we're gonna be in found footage guys because Mm -hmm. we're in plane found footage and i thought that could genuinely be kind of interesting to like do things from you know to start with this like angle but then no we're in a regular and it takes me a few minutes how long did it take you guys to realize it took me a few minutes to realize oh we're not in found footage because the camera is pretty found footagey shaky and oh yeah For a second, I was like, is it? Yeah, because in that... So, from the, the plane, we cut to the taxi to the girl with her top off or, like, buttoning up yeah. her top. Yeah. For a second, <laughs> yeah. I was like, were they making out? What's going on? That's what I was, I was so trying confused. to figure out. It's like, is there something <laughs> no, going like, on here? No, she's just getting changed and we're going to start with her... Cleavage. And cleavage. literally pan up from it. As <laughs> For no yeah, reason. And then, so, that whole sequence and them getting to the airport, I was like, yeah, is it? Is this someone in the front seat filming them what's going on and then when i realized it wasn't i was like okay 
It just looks cheap and trashy. <laughs> <laughs> and Four the million dollars, guys. Feel just would look so bad. Yeah, I don't think I noticed until they were on the plane, and I was like, oh. <laughs> so I went back before watching this, and I was listening to our Rec Four podcast, and I ended it by saying. I was so angry with Rec 4, even though it was just an adequate movie, I was angry with what it did with the franchise, and I was excited to get into these American remakes. And you can go back to last week's one to hear our thoughts on that one. But I did come into this, again, not excited, realistic, you know, I knew this didn't like create a big storm, but at least kind of like, hopefully something different can happen, and hopefully, you know, it can give something to the franchise where we leave it in a better state than just a shot-by-shot remake like Quarantine was, mm. and with a bit more inspiration than Rec 4 ended in him. I'm very confused is my first feelings here because, yeah, like you get these sexy shots, which then the rest of the film is there's no sexy shots. So it's kind of weird. And then this very strange promotion of Band of Horses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When when that, when she got the CD, Bethany was like, is that Band of Horses? (laughs) (laughs) And then she got photos of her hanging out with the band and then insinuates that they all slept with her. It's really weird. oh man it was funny this this like i just said before like i felt so kind of cheap and trashy right away but there was a part of me that this time there was like okay i know exactly where i'm at and so i didn't i didn't sort of raise my expectations or whatever i was just like this is this is what it's gonna be i'm just gonna i'm gonna kind of go along with it and uh yeah You're yeah. telling me that the type of movie it is. You just got to go for it or not. We have to watch it regardless. So yeah. <laughs> you got to go for it, guys. Yeah. The, my, the thing that's put me off the most is actually the sound. The sound was not very good here at the beginning. Like, you could hear everything fine, but it just sounded fake. It sounded like people in VO booths the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't... It didn't bring me in. But we established... So, there's a blonde girl and a brunette girl. The brunette's going to end up being our lead. And we're establishing the blonde girl is getting married. And the brunette is kind of her, it's her maid of honor. And she's the crazy one. That's what we're <laughs> establishing. I don't know why. Because it's not really what happens later. But we're establishing she's the crazy one. And she wants to go to all these places and have fun. And she's the one who goes and sleeps with all the band of horses Bands. or whatever the <laughs> fuck happened. Uh, <laughs> and also her dad is a pilot. Which we can tell because when he rings, uh, he's wearing his captain's hat. <laughs> In his contact photo. <laughs> uh, so they're going, and I'll be honest, I'm liking the idea. Like the idea of we're in an airport, we're going to be with these two like air hostesses. Born in- I'm nervous because I'm a nervous flyer and we don't need to cover that on this podcast. But I am nervous of what they're going to show. I tend to avoid films that show things going wrong on airplanes um, <laughs> or just like the backstage of it. But I like that idea. It's something everyone can attach to. Everybody's flies. Everyone's been in airports pretty much. And you get to see a different side of it. They're coming in and they wave their passes. And one of them waves the passes and the guy isn't even looking. And she's like trying to act it still. And realizes he hasn't noticed. Yeah. and just walks through anyway. <laughs> but I think it's a decent setup. I really do. I think this is like a whole different vibe for the series, which I appreciate at least. The last thing I wanted to see was yet another just just if they'd remade rec 2 and we're back in that fucking apartment doing the same shit again i would have been pretty upset yeah i agree so yeah yeah i agree with what you're saying because with the last one we all i think we all felt that it it felt uninspired and unoriginal and was you know became sort of boring for those reasons and you know we wanted that sort of spark of a new idea or the director throwing in something different so for me it was like okay with this yes it looked 
kind of cheap right away and i was like cool I've, i can deal with that like this is what it's going to be but yeah i was on board like i appreciated the thing of like they were just going to try something completely different and new so yeah that that was kind of that helped me kind of just be like yeah this is i'm i'm on i'm on board now let's let's do it yeah literally yeah. on board the plane <clears throat> exactly on board so yeah they're boarding the plane by the way this is the smallest fucking plane I've ever seen in my life. Smallest fucking Tiny. plane and not even more than half full. <laughs> it's, I was like, originally I was like, oh, is this a private jet? Because it's so yeah. fucking it's small. It's so small. That's not me, right? I mean, I know I fly international normally, they're bigger planes. Like, I guess, I know domestic of small ones, but this is tiny. Yeah. Super I guess tiny. they have that when- between like, like any flights that are under an hour, probably. I think I've maybe been on one that has like one ro- one seat on one side and two in the other side it's not super big but there's like an aisle you're gonna see them later get a wheelchair down i'm like there's no way you got a fucking it's wheelchair a wide down that aisle, aisle. Like, it's, <laughs> it's crazy because when they when they were first boarding some of the passengers i was like oh they're in the it's yes it's a small domestic flight but they're in sitting in the first class part and we'll see right. the eventual really like, shitty we'll seats for first and it was class. Like, no it's it's not and it's just all this is it small it's like shitty. a little bus yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm guessing they didn't have a real plane to shoot on. I'm guessing this is a set and they just build it to strange dimensions. Yeah. You get a pilot. So you got two pilots. One of them comes out. He's clearly dying, right? He's got red yeah. eyes, sweating yeah. like crazy, sniffing, just looks terrible. And his line is, I think I got it from my dog. I have Which a head cold. I think I got say, it from my dog. Someone should say, no, that's not how it works, <laughs> is it? Mm-hmm. You don't get no. head colds from your dogs. And then he goes I'm on to explain get- all of our dogs are acting weird, barking and stuff. <laughs> like, Yeah, all the dogs in the neighborhood. Where, so, I mean, where's he from? What's I don't understand. Because he's got... Because we're going to... Does he even have it or is he just ill? Is he like a red herring? I think he's just ill. I think they're just throwing things at the audience to try to be like, to you don't us. know who's going to start it. Because okay. immediately my reaction was like, okay, he has it. He's going to attack. I could, is he the co-pilot or the pilot? Co-pilot. He's co-pilot. So he then I was like, okay, he's going to attack the pilot. The girl has just very clearly said on the phone, too much pressure to fly a plane. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so they're going to both die and she's going to have to man the plane. So I think they're just throwing shit at us to try to. Yeah, because later on we learn through a news clip, one of the guys is watching on the plane that the building in rec while in quarantine is ha- like that is happening happening simultaneously at the same time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the max thing is happening so it's like if you've been at the vet i thought oh god are we gonna get another fucking line about some other person who took oh yeah took my dog to the vet today as well and then he sneezed <laughs> yeah. on me or some bullshit <laughs> but yeah i think you're right it's just a red herring and they have a few of them here it's like you're not meant to know where it's gonna come from yeah and we're introduced to a bratty little 13 year old who's flying alone We've got a guy with Parkinson's who we set up. He can hear you, but he can't speak or move. So you think, well, that's going to be a scary scene later, but no. (laughs) Just makes you feel bad for him. Yeah. And then a strange, like a large guy who's a bit slobbish, who gets way too close to the air hostesses and just wants to drink beer and don't know how he gets down the aisle either. I was so confused by the exchange when he first boarded the plane. Yeah. (laughs) Like I was like, is he someone that she knows or the, the, has flown because just the way he kind of storms in and then says something to her and he's like is the back seat free blah blah, blah. and and I was mm-hmm. 
I just didn't get he it. He comes in <laughs> and like, says, you, you thought you were going to have a light load? And she like makes a joke back to him. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> so weird. So and weird. then his seatbelt extender says king or something on it. Something ridiculous. King size. It said king size. Oh, king size. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're oh not, like, he's not flirty with her, but he's just really in her personal space and they're talking to each other in a strange way. It's, yeah. It's, it is weird. Um, and then we have Handsome Man, who apparently has some gerbils and he teaches kindergarten and all these other things they're trying to ladle on of like, look, he's really lovely. <laughs> mm. And it's kind of weird because a large guy's trying to help get these hamster gerbil things or whatever up into the hold, but they can't do it. So they put it and they stash him down below. Not when we get before later, it bites the big Oh yeah, guy. it has a little bite. That's right. He gets bit. Uh, lots of other people suddenly turn up. There's a cat lady. There's someone who's germophobic, which I don't really bring back. There's a young couple. She's dude pregnant. Who's got Venice That's why Beach she's written on him. Oh, is it the pregnant one who's doing the yeah. wiping it all down? Right, yeah. And then we got an asshole sort of <coughs> businessman, I guess, with his pregnant wife. You got, yeah, young couple with the dude's got a Venice Beach t shirt on and they have like, a film camera. So yeah, they like, like video stuff. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Where are they from? Because I don't understand that accent at all. <laughs> it's, I think it's unspecified European accent. <laughs> Outside of America. <laughs> yeah. Beware. So they're immediately a suspect, surely. But. Here's the thing again. I'm like, this could work. We've got a simple setup. We all know planes. We've got a claustrophobic space. We're introducing all these characters. You're not sure where it's going to come from or how it's going to get onto the plane, but obviously it's going to get onto the plane. It's just the writing, the directing, the acting, the shoot. None of it's really working for me yet. It's not that it's terrible. It's just oh, so meh that it's already frustrating me because I'm like, this is actually a pretty good idea. Yeah. You're just not doing anything with it. Yeah, for me it was, I, I kept having moments throughout and it, I it kind of sums up how I feel for most of this film is that I felt, I, I felt there was a real sincere effort, like people were really trying, but they mm -hmm. just weren't, they just, nobody had the tools to really knock it out of the park. <laughs> no. You need a better people. And I, I, I apologize for films quite a lot because it's hard to make a film. But $4 million making this film, it's not loads of money. You could certainly make this movie with $50 million, you know. But you could damn fucking straight make this movie better for $4 million than they did. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't visually look how it does. The script should be better. The acting should be better. It's, yeah, they're not utilizing that money right. And it just, it's, that's kind of how you use the money when you're not pushing people enough which is a shame uh yeah this high-end businessman guy he's on his phone because of course you know businessman so gotta be <laughs> on his phone and then the air stewardess is asking him to stop and then the nice guy just immediately jumps straight in hamster boy <laughs> i love how this just goes from zero to a hundred like yes in a yeah. second. you're a fucking asshole it's so intense <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, the young, meanwhile, the foreign couple are having a fucking blowjob in the seat. He's, he's just like holding his this? camera above. <laughs> the air steward just walks past a flight attendant and just throws a blanket on top of the girl's head. Yeah, <laughs> and then just keeps walking. Like, doesn't tell them to stop or anything. No, I think that's what happens. I think, <laughs> I think you're warned, particularly when you're still. You haven't even taken off. I think you're warned and then ejected from the plane. Like, I don't think there's a child. Sitting across from them. Yep. <laughs> but everyone just laughs like, oh, blowjobs <laughs> in public. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And we get this horrible flirting scene between our lead brunette stewardess and the hamster boy who's bragging <laughs> about his PhD. <laughs> um, it's really just awkward. I find their romance. I don't. I don't buy it at all. Yeah. Like just the writing and the way it's handled. She also then goes back to the other stewardess to be like, "He's really smart." It's like, all, what did he say <laughs> yeah. that, that led you to believe he he, that? He said he has a PhD. I have a PhD. I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> you can. But he's got hamsters. He's got hamsters. <laughs> he works with children. <laughs> what a nice guy. Uh, do you notice whenever we go to these shots inside the cockpit, <laughs> it's there's suddenly this terribly weird handheld POV kind of shots with the pilots. It's fucking weird. Yeah. It's... It's like really yeah. up close to them. It's almost like they've got GoPros strapped to their heads. It's yeah. really weird. <laughs> it all feels a bit sort of like fisheye yeah. sometimes. Um, at this point, I'm, although I'm liking the change, my concern at this point is, is this all just going to take place in the air? Because they're all going to yeah. be killed off in a second. I've seen World War Z. I've seen what <laughs> zombies do on planes. It escalates very quickly. And you've got nowhere to run. So, my point, at this point, I'm like, surely if they take off, like, yeah, I, w- I was worried. I was worried that they're going to just stick to the plane. See, I was fine. I was kind of hoping the opposite. I was kind of hoping they'd stick to the plane because I was like, this should be a slow boil thriller, you know? It should be like, right. like yeah, like United 93, but with zombies, which is obviously a terrible way to put it, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, something yeah. where it's a slow... What's that film, Flight Plan, with Jodie Foster, which I think mm-hmm. is pretty overlooked. So that's a pretty cool film. But yeah, like, let's build these relationships. Let's build tension and let's have like a slow burn. But unfortunately, the writing's not good enough. They're not going to care about characters. They just want to make like a schlocky B-movie. So yeah, I agree with you. Practically, how does it pan out? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. But once you're in the air, it's like, yeah, there's tension there because you're in the air and you're trapped mm-hmm. in, this, in this almost unbelievably small <laughs> plane. <laughs> And the large guy's immediately looking terrible after this bite. He's just, like, already on the way out. So, we've identified immediately, right? It's the, yeah. it's the hamsters, then. It's not anything else. Or if it is anything else, they're going to go for multiple ways that this thing's got on the that plane. That everybody has things. been affected, yeah. Yeah, which is stupid. So, at least I don't do that. Uh, hamster guy's watching the news somehow, like you said, Alex, watching the quarantine footage. I don't know how he's watching this. They mentioned in the announcement that they have Wi-Fi on board. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so they got streaming. Did they in 2011? I don't know. I guess so. Quarantine 2 lied to us. No. And then the large dude just throws up all over the brunette girl. Exorcist style. Just mm. fucking throwing going everywhere. I hate that. And then vomit. the cat eats it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the cat eats it. Uh, yeah, it was pretty nasty. So they don't know what to do with him. And then he comes running down the aisle and starts Goes pounding berserk. against the cockpit. It's immediately in. So this is my problem. It's like, yeah, I was hoping for the slow burn and instead they're in such a rush to get to that sort of essentially sort of hijacking moment. Because they've done a good job again, like for me at least, I'm nervous of flying, so I'm going to be nervous anyway. But the sounds are the right sounds for things changing mm-hmm. as they get into the air. Yeah. Because this happens sort like of literally disconnect. right after takeoff, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's straight away. Because he gets bitten by the hamster and that's uh, kill one, by the way. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's too quick. We need a build. But I think, because how quick is it in the other wreck films? Yeah, I guess it's pretty quick. You get those first first zombie attacks. I think they're trying to go by the same pacing. That's the problem. 
but in this situation you need different pacing because in the other ones we're approaching a situation where you there's something already happening yeah yeah here we have to have it begin yeah so there's like a big fight with the men getting him to the ground and then the brunette hog ties him <laughs> in a nice red dead sort of style and, I, and this is really where I noticed, yeah, the young foreign dude with the Venice Beach t-shirt has a camera. And I don't understand why we're not watching it from his perspective. Like, I, I don't get why you couldn't at least splice some of that stuff in. Uh, but of course, there's a medic on board. There's always like a medic. Flight She's a military like medic. People. She was actually a vet. She was actually a vet. How <laughs> to get it in. Alex, give yeah. me what you wanted. <laughs> yeah. That's the vet that um, I thought we were going to have in the first one. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know how far they've come, but then the pilot's like, we've been instructed to get the passenger immediate. We're going to look at the timeline of this in a minute, okay? Because there's a few things I think we should look at, but not quite yet. But they've been instructed to get the passenger immediate medical attention. So they're heading down to land. They're doing an emergency landing. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, there's some things to do with the timeline that we should get to. But my first question here is, why do you have to do an emergency landing? Like they fucking bottleneck it straight down. And then, like, just managed to land in a safe fashion. It's like, if you had someone sick on board your plane or someone's dying, you wouldn't risk other people. (laughs) If you were told by the government, oh, you need an emergency landing, you would bring it down straight away at wherever you're told to land it, but safely. (laughs) Like, why would those extra 10 minutes of, like, bringing your plane down in a normal fashion matter? Why do they have to risk crashing the entire plane? To get to the ground. It makes absolutely they no sense. They get... They land so quickly after this. Mm. Like, as soon as they make the announcement that they're making an emergency landing and they warn them there's going to be a lot of turbulence, it's, like, not even two minutes before they land. And they also, at the end of the flight, geographically and logistically, we see that they're in Las Vegas mm-hmm. at the very, very end I of the film. I missed that right until the end. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I missed it until around. the last shot. I don't know. Maybe they tried no, no, to yeah. get it. You don't get it until the last shot. I don't think I don't you think. are you don't supposed to know. But that's, that's longer yeah, than a 20-minute flight from LA. <laughs> it is. But, I mean, some time could have passed. We don't know. Like, you know, there are some weird edits there. It's possible. Like, it's I think possible. that it actually just came to my but mind. But it just doesn't make any sense that it would land like that. Like, it would risk crashing the entire fucking plane. It just is. There's not, literally no reason at all. Like, not for them. As people have been told, land in, in an emergency and not for the government on the ground who's panicking because they know what's going on. It's contained in a plane that's in the sky. Yeah. You don't need it to get down any quicker. Like, if anything, you need it to get down can. slower. <laughs> it's so weird. I love the guy who's, who freaks out during the turbulence because he's, she stows his laptop and he's like, my presentation's on there. I need it. <laughs> and they're like, they look like they're going to crash. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Uh, but then the large guy bites the blonde girl in the face as she's buckling him in, as they're landing. And it then looks like he, he turns- bites her, like he, because she's wearing that mask. So it looks. Yeah. At first, I was like, did he actually bite her? Or did he just like headbutt her and break her nose? And that's where the blood's coming from. Yeah. yeah he bites that's what Bethany face. asked me. She was like, did he just headbutt her? And I was like, pretty sure he bit her. So I like think that only sort of sprung to my mind as we've been talking here is that this is set in a obviously like a post 9-11 world and I feel like an interesting thing they could have played with is having an air marshal potentially on the plane yeah which some that's flights true. have that's true I agree Just yeah. as a, I think there's a lot of interesting things they could have done <laughs> 
<laughs> um, they, he turns full zombie, so they lock him in the bathroom. And then they're going to get off the plane, but the gate's locked. So they have to head a different way. Oh, and that's killed two, the uh, blonde lady. Yeah, then, then they all they all leave the plane and just leave the two pilots leaning against Hold, the toilet yeah. door. And, and <laughs> the man with Parkinson's and his carer. Yeah, no one even gives a shit. What the fuck? No, why it's like, is, get uh, a wheelchair, you, wheel him out. Why Makes didn't she that. leave with him? Like, why didn't she do anything? I don't know. I don't understand that at all. I've honestly didn't even notice that until later when suddenly he turns up. I'm like, what the fuck yeah. happened? Why when we get back to the plane and he's there by himself, I was like, worst caregiver in the world. Where the fuck is she? Well, and air hostess. Like, they're in an emergency, but also it seemed sort of under control. They like, could get people off the plane. Like, yeah. It, and she would definitely have tried to get someone off. The, she's already feeling guilty because she didn't handle the situation properly with zombie dude. So, you know, she's trying to make up for it by being a good air hostess, by leaving behind <laughs> people... <laughs> Yeah, now this is also the group can basically move to what I've written down as a boring warehouse where I've also written down, I presume the rest of the movie is going to take place here. And then pretty soon I'm confirmed the rest of the movie will take place <laughs> here because they realize that this whole area is locked down. So they, they get a new friend who's the uh, bag loader, is he? Yeah. <laughs> he says he's introduced pretty much for saying we're in the staging area <laughs> where all the shit gets done that you'll never see. Mm. Yeah, because um, at this point I was thinking, oh, they're going to get into the terminal and the whole terminal will be shut down. But we're going to have potentially more people running around and it's just going to it's going to yeah. be this big sort of sandbox for all the shit to happen and, and to play yep. with. But no, no, no. warehouse, warehouse. <laughs> I hate gray just industrial spaces in mm. video games in movies well, it just it's really boring you've got to do something to add color to that i don't just mean you know literally i mean vibrancy then in the story and the acting and stuff um so i'm immediately then on edge i'm like oh i was enjoying the plane you got off it way too quickly in a kind of unbelievable way and now i'm in a warehouse yeah, and then he's frantic cuz like this has never been locked before <laughs> and everything's locked and then he says they must be in lockdown which like you say after 9-11 they apparently even to this little i don't well i guess it's the las vegas airport isn't it they brought in cameras everywhere and he actually point out look there are cameras everywhere to which i'm thinking why aren't we using them yeah <laughs> yep and then they hear police cars immediately approaching so let's follow this through from the other side shall we we have an incredibly efficient program Someone learns, because how do they find out? They get a call down from the pilot that someone's been going crazy on their plane, right? Yeah. Now, somehow from that, because the plane left from LA and they've had this outbreak in LA, they think, oh, maybe it's to do with the outbreak in LA, which makes that's not correlation of events at all, because the outbreak's in an apartment and these are people not connected with the apartment and someone's just gone crazy on a plane. Well, but the, let's guy, give them that. the guy is potentially the guy who owns the attic in that building. Oh, that's true. That's true. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. You are correct. Okay. Okay. So, they figure that out from the... Someone from the plane tells someone who then tells someone who then informs the police who then... Somehow, they make a connection. They panic. They say, you got to get this plane down. They're immediately there. And then they lock in the the entire place down. Like, like they wait. They're waiting, basically, for them to get into this warehouse. They know that which gate they're going to go to, which they can't because the plane parks illegally at a gate that they're not told to park at. 
immediately gets everyone out and into his warehouse. Somehow they know about that and then immediately lock it all down as so soon as they're in there. That and that terminal I think they mentioned, I had missed this, but Bethany brought it up, was that there's a comment about that terminal, whole terminal being closed for maintenance. Well, I thought that was Terminal F, the, like the new terminal that they're building. Because that's what they're trying to get to later. Is they're in one terminal. Maybe that one is, but there's one then that they're trying to get to later that's not even finished, right? Right. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It just, look, <laughs> it's not impossible. It's just very improbable, this entire sequence of events that then leads to them trapped in a warehouse. It feels just like, this is, oh, we ran out of budget. Mm. This is all we can do now. So we have to have an excuse. Of, this <laughs> we spent a chunk trapped. of the budget on this half-built plane <laughs> <laughs> that we forgot to make a middle bit for. So we just squished the two sides together. <laughs> and now we have a replication of what's happened in the previous films. As, as some funny men with helmets lift up into view through the windows, they're peeking out and start hanging sheets. Mm-hmm. I love it. They're just like, <laughs> and they just elevate into view and just start hanging things. That is so quick, and they know exactly which warehouse that they just got into. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. New guy though tells brunette lady our lead that he just rang nine one one. They didn't know anything about it. So what does that mean? Um, that just means it's gone to the top level. This is like oh it's skipped beyond the local emergency services, and it's gone to the top straight to okay okay now they need a med kit for blonde lady who's been bitten in the face and of course the old uh, veterinary vet did anyone else think it was hilarious that the way they try to keep her alive is by essentially taping a towel over her entire face (laughs) so she can't breathe (laughs) (laughs) it covers her whole face you're right which they then take the scarf and tie it to her (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous it is ridiculous. i'm sure ali if you asked a real military medic they would probably say that's the thing to do that's the correct decision to make cover the face at all yeah (laughs) just kill her it's the only way to be sure guys (laughs) yeah there's a med kit but it's in the hold of the plane and uh, our lead says she knows a way down to it so a little group of them head back to the plane for a way that I don't really understand. Also, you whatever. would think a plane would have one of those on board, not underneath a medical kit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. No. No, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think you sure. have to legally have one on the... Like easily the, the, accessible. Yes. I mean, maybe it wouldn't have the particular things that she needs because she just carries it around with her or whatever. But a great personal risk. So he says. He has a three-year-old who depends on him, don't forget. Mm-hmm. They head back to the plane to go into the hold and all the power gets turned off. So they're back on the plane already. The pilots have now gone. We're going to start the spooky spookies. Again, I like these setups. They're yep. f- fine. The toilet is empty but full of blood. And this is where we learned Parkinson's man was just left on the plane. <laughs> yeah, and that made it's me so wonder. Sad. Like, did they not attack him because... You know how some... What, oh, what movie is it? Oh, isn't it in World War Z where, the, where the zombies don't attack people that are ill? Interesting. And I was like, is it playing with that idea or was it just that he sat there? And <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if they weird. even if had that conversation. If you don't they can't see you. Yeah, it's like the T-Rex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they cut down into the hold, which I was like, 
Is this really how it looks down there? Because it's a fucking mess. It's just like, it looks like they get down there on like a little carnival slide and it's so squished. It's so weird. It's really it's weird. There's like just bags just chucked everywhere. There's no... <laughs> like, it's really... It's both chaotic and empty at the same time. It's very mm-hmm. weird. But maybe, how, maybe it's how it is. Don't know. And then clearly a rat runs by, not a gerbil, while making alien sounds. <laughs> it does like this weird... <laughs> killer rat. And then arsehole guy pulls out a fucking gun from his luggage. Can you do this in America? You can just check in like if guns. I don't know. I was you thinking. You could because there was, and this is a sad, tragic story, but there was a, a story about a man who, when he arrived at the baggage claim, pulled out guns from his bag and then shot, shot up the room. Oh, Jesus. What? So presumably so, now you can't. Probably now you can't, but uh, I would assume at this time, yeah, you could you could carry them. And actually, not to get political, but we say probably now you can't, but America hasn't reacted in any other way to tragedies happening with guns by doing the logical thing and removing them. So yeah, uh, you probably still can. They see they so yeah, the guy sees a rat with with red eyes. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's how you know. That's how you know. That is that's how you know. That's not a gerbil. <laughs> <laughs> And then zombie pilot grabs the lead girl. We got a little jump scare. A whole fray kicks off. Asshole's gun comes in. Immediately useful, which is telling me as a viewer. Ah, so he's right. Everyone should have a gun. <laughs> Kill three. Pilot. <laughs> the film is literally, that's the message the film is telling you. Yes, we should all be carrying guns at all times. Mm-hmm. And then the police outside, of course, notice the shot. So the group run back to the warehouse with the Parkinson guy this time. Luckily, not leaving him behind. But they get chased avoiding- by a laptop guy. Kill four. Yes. Yeah who was killed uh, trying to retrieve his laptop and presentation. And we also had to do with co-pilot scurrying on all fours at the back of the plane. <laughs> we do. Uh, we kill do. I five. Mean, look, we're laughing at it. There's a few bits of images that are fine. You know, there's some bits yeah. in here which is fine. It's not terrible. The effects are actually fairly decent. Well, at this point, <laughs> the practical effects, I should say, are fairly decent. And again, these beats are okay. It's just, it's just pretty dull. Yeah, for me, it was that thing I was saying before, like, they're, they're, I feel like there was an effort in this and they were trying. My yeah. issue was that it, it felt a bit predictable in the kind of scares yeah. and how they were presenting it. But, but yeah. you know, some of it, you know, you could see the idea and some of it looked cool. And I thought, I thought some of the sound design, <laughs> I was going to say not the killer rat sound design, but some of the zombie sound design and the makeup was, was decent. You know, I think it would sit with some of the other yeah. films for sure. So the lead and sorry, the kid and the lead girl have a little silly exchange. This kid he totally says, wants to hook up with this um oh, yes. sure. He's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got he the thirteen year old boy mindset that you have where you're like, I could totally end yeah. up with this lady. <laughs> she she will be my first. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, so this weird exchange can anyone explain this to me? He says your dad rang and he said, Take the stick. <laughs> because she's all deflated and then she tells this story which i have to admit i kind of like i should have rewound if i was a proper host i would have but i was writing down notes and then i slightly just sort of missed what she was saying this story to do with her dad saying take the stick and it gives her the power to like deal with things again because she's all deflated and then she becomes super assertive afterwards her story was basically that he's a pilot and was trying to teach her to fly and when he said take the stick 
the the plane started like spinning out of control and instead of helping her he was like trying to teach her to learn how to handle it i guess which again right. at the beginning of the movie i was excited that this was going to be something that would come into play and as soon as she they left overcome. the plane i was like oh man that's kind of a bummer we don't see her fly it and then when he brings up this story i was like oh maybe she is going to get back on the plane and they're going to like take off again and we'll be yeah, back I on it. Yeah, I kept waiting for them to try and take off again. That's what I thought was going to happen. they have access it to a plane. It just seems like, why would you, I mean, it's happened a couple of times in this franchise where they set up this great opportunity and don't do anything with it. So I was like, why are you even yeah. bringing it up again if you're not? Why would you even, yeah, no, exactly. Why would you keep, I agree completely. Because I didn't even get this story, but I was like, even to take the stick seemed pretty obvious yeah. and we brought it up twice now about her dad being a pilot yeah and this whole thing about yeah you gotta literally it's just like surely they're gonna do something with that no nope. i guess he just meant metaphorically taking you know, the metaphorical Take stick of life control <laughs> yeah what she does she then like gets all like she's fine but she's really bad in this scene she like comes over as soon as she's like having to look assertive just doesn't work doesn't work <laughs> she just walks out on this scene and it's like right everybody and they're like who's it who's the leader and she's like i am like eh. i also don't yeah, i mean you. i don't really buy their reaction towards her either they're all so angry and acting like this is her fault and i'm like i don't yeah like it's the, like no, they'd yeah, be like mad the f- and they'd be like figure this out you're in charge but they wouldn't be blaming her for everything they're blaming the fucking flight company yeah <laughs> like they blame it as if it's their fault that they're locked in a warehouse by the police and government. Yeah. We're halfway through the movie, by the way. Quite a lot's happened. Again, normally, halfway point, that's where you're going to, like, for a horror film, build all your elements, build your characters, and then halfway, that's when things are going to turn and the adrenaline's going to kick in. They've been pushing the mm. adrenaline early, so it's hard to sustain it. Also, just to rewind, we have Kill Six, the carer lady, who chased them back into the warehouse. Yes. Yes. Who was not caring. <laughs> not caring. Left old guy. I mean, she Parkinson's- didn't attack him, I guess, so that was nice of her. But she didn't help the guy get out of the plane. <laughs> she just sat there. Parkinson man notices a rat with red eyes while the others are yapping about the quarantine out of LA and the bites and sort of putting together rabies and all that stuff. And then we get this <laughs> terrible, oh. terrible shot. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say, there's a bit where one of the guys describes it as people rabies. <laughs> people rabies. <laughs> Man, honest to God, this fucking rat, when it falls on his head <laughs> and bites him, it's so dumb. It's one of those things that's like, as you write that, you know there's no way to shoot that, so it looks good. Mm. But he doesn't even try. It's just this terrible shot that immediately lets me know, oh, any gimmies that I'm giving the director for budget or just situation or whatever... Like, no, that's a terrible decision that you made. And that tells me so much about you that it kind of is a turning point for me. Um, and then they kill just trapped six, the rat. Uh, kill seven, old man. Uh, yeah, they trapped the mat and they put that man in a container alongside with face-bitten blondie uh, with chains across it. And then they find the rat is a lab rat. So they realize, okay, this is definitely how the disease got on, got on board. And then the kid's calling the nice guy a fucking liar because he says he brought rats on board because he saw the tails of rats, not gerbils. This kid knows what a gerbil tail is and that ain't it. The Again, nice guy this can- kid is trying to hook up with the flight attendant. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's just pissed. He's jealous. Yeah, he's jealous. Because <laughs> she's into this nice guy, old rat boy. And he's like, he just reasons with her, I would never have got through security if I had rats. And then they hug. 
<laughs> really awkward hug. It's like, this is not an appropriate time for this weird romance. <laughs> and then the original zombie comes running at them. This girl gets nearly bitten in this film so many fucking times. Yeah. So many times. Everyone runs at her and tries to get her, and somehow she doesn't get bitten until right at the end. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. I get a bit tired. But he managed to capture the large dude and then strangle him. And then the CDC comes in, which isn't really the CDC we're going to learn. Yeah. But Which is kind they, of refreshing, but also not so much because most of my notes after they come in is just like, this is the worst CDC in the world. <laughs> it's like they yes. grabbed people off the sidewalk, trained them in 10 minutes and then put them in suits <laughs> yeah. and threw them into this warehouse. <laughs> They're like, fix yeah. it. And they're like, oh, here's a rat. I'll put it in a Ziploc bag to... <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. How and do you even know it's in there? They don't even so ask anyone. violent with... I guess they're watching everything through the... Cameras. Yeah, the cameras. <laughs> yeah, which we're, not, we're so never shown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they start injecting people. We get this weird explanation later to do with the different colors of the fluids, which is really... I don't, I don't know if I understand all this, no, to be honest. No, it's the... Like they each have like a colored tag, like the syringe itself. Why? Oh, yeah, colored tag. Because they're why? different inject. They're different injections. It sounded like they were still testing, trying to find oh, a cure, and they were all different, different versions. They so different they were cures. trying to. That's fucking quick, considering this cult hasn't. This had breakouts just happened in LA. In LA, an and they're now ago, in Vegas. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. And now in a different city, five hours away, they've got fucking multiple cures that they're trying out. Or is this all not? Is the, are these all part of the cult clan? I don't no. know. Because he... No. When we get we explanation later of how he got through security was basically saying, I have supporters everywhere. So maybe there were yeah. some supporters already at the airport sure. in Vegas. Which I and really don't like. like by the and way. from the vague sort of newspaper yes. clippings we got in the last film, we know that the cult is publicly known and that they're planning... Yeah. Some kind of doomsday Armageddon thing. Armageddon thing, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they've got a little lead on them. <laughs> Big sigh for the now. Old, the old lady's cat bites her and then runs. And then we have this hilarious scene as they're all trying to shoot a cat. <laughs> they're just like That's, letting uh, off kill round seven, round. old lady. And then Parkinson Man bites one of the CDC team, and I have written down, this movie really came off the rails fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's uh, kill, sorry, old lady was kills. Eight, kill, uh, I can't remember. We <laughs> should keep track of them in this one. It's not like some films. Yeah. They go to get out, like everyone's like, get out, get out, like all of the uh, CDC people, but an alarm goes off and they get sealed in. So then they shoot the door open, drag the friend out, and they all get shot, including Venice Beach Boy, who runs out with them. I wrote, foreign horny hippie. (laughs) (laughs) Kill 10 or kill 9, somewhere around there. Other people dead. The survivors then run back to the plane with one of the CDC. Asshole guy turns into a zombie. And pulls his pregnant wife out. This is pretty, like, vicious. And then the door slams. Kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Kill 11. Um, 12. And, and then 12. they interrogate. And they 13, interrogate the, the wounded. baby. Oh, Jesus Oh, Christ. God, Ali. Okay. She's Dark. pregnant. Kill 13. She's six months God. pregnant. Dark. Yep. Kill I 13. Didn't write um, it. <laughs> CDC reveals that he's CBTD. D-D-T-D. Yeah, I thought that's so funny, but he's like, I'm not CDC, I'm CBDTC. 
<laughs> Chemical, biological, something terrorism. Domestic terrorism. Domestic. Well, that sounds com- totally containable if it's domestic. <laughs> Actually, going back to Ali's comment about the pregnant wife, because it was so off the rails at this point, I was expecting like a chest burster style baby <laughs> zombie to come baby tearing demon. out of her, her <laughs> stomach. That would have been fun. Because the problem is again, well, no, okay, we'll get there. So, yeah, he's talking. This this guy's giving him some information. He tells him about the Doomsday Cult. He's basically telling us stuff that we already know, but in case you didn't see that first film and that these characters don't know. About the Doomsday Cult and the apartment who made this virus. And then there's a weird fucking cut, and I think the CBDT guy shoots himself? I don't really know. Yeah, he does. You Kill see 14. him put the gun in his mouth. Oh, do you? Uh, yeah. They cut it really weird. I he saw him, has- like, raise the gun. Oh, he has the gun and he's like holding it out to the gerbil dude and the basically says, dude. do you think they're going to let us out of here? And then flips the gun upside down and sticks it in his mouth and they cut right as he shoots it so they don't have to do the effects for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they already spent it all in their warehouse. Yeah. Uh, then the, so then there's this whole fucking thing about this terminal floods when it rains badly and there's a terminal somewhere else that's unfinished. So that's where the guy, like, backpacking guy says they should go. I don't really understand the flooding thing. He was basically saying because of the fact that it floods when it rains, they've created this drainage tunnel system. Oh, which means so they, they can access that to it to get tunnel through the tunnel to get out. Yeah. Uh, and then zombie pilot jumps out, so they squish him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do squish him. So they from this ahead. point so- forward, I don't know if you guys noticed, but they're definitely integrating cat screeches into the zombie screams yes which happened in the first wreck yeah i remember you saying in the first one ali but i couldn't really hear it and i just thought you were a little crazy i mean i am but there's (laughs) also i'm just kidding i'm just kidding but at this time they were like really evident it felt like they were on top of the the sound like on top of the 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 actual zombie sound it was really weird it was funny it was funny <laughs> i didn't notice it last time i didn't notice it this time i mean it's just i guess this you always use animal sounds you know when you're doing monster mm-hmm. sounds in films so i just think i just don't even notice it also i must admit i'm paying attention because i have to i've got to make all these notes but i'm checked out like if i was watching this movie just for fun by this point i'm not having fun so i'm just i would i would i would have turned it off to be honest like yeah. not but, in, if I was in my early twenties, I wouldn't have. I would have gone through it. Now life is too precious. I would have turned it off because it's just dull. Yeah, Bethany. Um, Bethany got up and went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So they had to look for blueprints to find how to get to this terminal. Uh, I think it's all very just rushed over. And then the little kid somehow has stolen the suitcase from, from Gerbil Dude, the which Gerbil Dude mentioned briefly earlier. He was like, where's my briefcase? And it's got all these bits to do with the Doomsday Cult. There's all these, I freeze-framed it. I went back and freeze-framed it in HD because there's all these, one. I love when you see this stuff in a movie and someone at some point was like, oh shit, we've got to fill this briefcase with conspiracy stuff. And it's just like weird symbol i mean we're a bit guilty of it in our film so i'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna criticize it too much but it's just weird symbols and weird like things that don't mean anything and then they pull out a map of the world with lots of red dots all over it plot which, twist yeah which is definitely okay so all these not people are flying domestic. with stuff i guess not just him i don't know C B I T. international yeah yeah <laughs> 
So is it meant to be this one guy? Are there loads of guys? Are there like different places around the world that have bred this disease or is it just him? Is he going to be 12 monkeying it and going from place to place to place? Like, I don't, I don't know. But anyway, that's all we get to do with that. I genuinely think they definitely thought they were going to get another sequel after this. So they're setting stuff up, I think. Yeah. But they figure out which way they got to go to get to Terminal F when the uh, asshole guy and pregnant lady zombies attack. Cult guy comes in and shoots both of them. He, though, then gets bit. And then the kid presents that he has a cure, which he thinks is a cure, which he found in the briefcase. Sorry, I just called him cult guy. But yeah, gerbil dude. He found in gerbil dude's suitcase. <laughs> if only he'd so would- use those gerbils for pleasure. <laughs> So they were testing. So the, the thing is, he, he was the dude then in the attic of the apartment. He was testing it, the these diseases on real people in the apartment, which flies which a bit against the Max thing. I guess the baby in the attic, even though they have all the cages with rats in them. So he was well, testing rats, rats and humans. Yeah, I think he'd just got, I think he'd done lots of rat testing. He's now into human testing obviously hadn't done a proper cure because the cure doesn't work we're gonna find out yeah so develop your cure first before you take it into the wild right i mean i guess he was like Mm. i've just been bit so either i turn into a zombie or i try this no but i mean like before you leave your fucking apartment you find out if you're making a disease you 100 percent make your cure at the same time yeah you do not take it out into the wild unless you know you have a cure for yourself yeah yeah because his whole plan was pretty pretty risky putting them in a little cage that he was going to put on board the plane like what was it going to yeah. do if they didn't turn the plane around he was just going to sacrifice himself and die in the air and i don't think he meant for it to happen on the plane did he no i don't think, think so because so. that guy helps him and just gets bit and that's how that was the starts. worst like cage for rats it has like yeah. such big holes in there for them to stick their noses through yeah it was like a, a thing for a, a cat I don't, I don't understand what his plan... I mean, we don't know what his plan is. He's heading somewhere, probably to a convention of cultists to... Because where is the flight originally intended to go? Kansas City. Oh, to Nashville. So, he's going to mention I, that I, later. I didn't know that he's until gonna I mention read later the, like, Kansas City. breakdown. Because he says here... So, yeah, the airport... Uh, sorry, airport dude then jumps at him shouting, Ha! Which I love this. He just comes out nowhere and goes, Ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he gets shot. So then gerbil dude takes the antidote and this is really confusing because he puts droppers in his eyes. Then he, uh, what's the opposite of injects? He like draws out blood. Is it blood? Is there not another word instead of injects? Out jacks. Ejaculate. (laughs) 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 Is that reverse ejaculation Alex is injecting? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't. oh that's <laughs> fucked up well he uh, yeah he does the opposite of that from his wound so he like pulls the whatever out of it and then he mixes it with something and then injects it back into his eyeball very yeah. confused about this yeah. whole this doesn't seem practical and then he explains friends of the cause let me do everything they let me get on this plane they let me like do blah 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 and they're gonna help him when he gets to kansas city you know the middle of nowhere where yeah. god bless kansas i spent quite a lot of time there but yeah no one's gonna notice if if kansas city gets wiped out by zombies <laughs> most of america even won't notice um it might be happening now 
I mean, it really could. Can someone check? <laughs> Can someone please go. Kansas! <laughs> and he grabs a kid and runs off, so we're just left with a brunette lead and med girl. Brunette finally kills a zombie herself. I'm sorry to just call these people by hair colors and whatever, but I don't know what the fuck these people's names are. <laughs> no. Like, what's it? Do we even know? Ali, you must know. Brunette girl? Jenny. Yeah. Jenny. 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 Kid is Jenny. George. Durple boy is Henry. I mean, there's just nothing else to establish these people, really. But she finally does something useful and kills a zombie herself. It's about fucking time. Taking hold of that stick, I guess. <laughs> and then in this kind of hilariously dorky scene, Medkit Girl appears with thermal vision goggles. <laughs> yeah. Talk about uh, forcing that thing in. <laughs> it's like, at least turn up holding them and be like, oh, look, I found these. She's only wearing know. them. She's <laughs> doesn't look cool like they can't make that look cool at all it looks really <laughs> stupid she's been bit though and says just not my day to fly mm. she also when she mm. hands over the thermal goggles binoculars whatever they are yes she says yeah. they let you see them before they see you that's not which correct. i don't get <laughs> no that's not correct which it proves um, to be correct just with george and jenny because he sees that she's been bit i guess before she notices but that's not what she was saying <laughs> no i mean if the entire place was maybe it's meant to look like it's pitch black but it doesn't feel like we're in pitch black right now no it feels like the place is decent yeah anytime lit. we cut out of the thermal glasses we can still see everything that's going on yeah and anyway she heads off with the thermal vision leaving medkit girl is going to run a distraction yeah and then she goes and finds the kid basically he says the antidote didn't work on gerbil dude and then gerbil dude jumps out and they have a big fray the kid shoots him um, so again she's just not doing anything useful so gerbil boy here dude gerbil dude gerbil dude is he's like he's morphing he's not just becoming a zombie he's like there's some weird spinal thing happening and i wasn't yeah. sure what yes. was going on and then when i was reading about the film uh, one description, yeah, talks about him morphing into a rat-like humanoid. Is that what's happening? <laughs> that was it's, fucking, it's, just, it's just feeling like it's becoming Resident Evil, you know? Yeah. It's like this whole sort of bio, fuck, there's a whole cult, there's like a whole company of people, there's hidden society, and there's... I don't like it. I don't like this stuff. And so um, his his intent, too, is to like cull the human population worldwide yes he's trying to do a and thanos it, it briefly mentioned something to do with like environmentalism <laughs> like very brief throwaway line it's would really have been bad. easier if he had all the infinity stones all the stones <laughs> yes just go find the stones dude get the stones to get find the stones could have beat thanos <laughs> to it yeah and my whole worry is i'm like well what are we heading towards because with wreck one it was like enough for me and then we get that twist at the end was suddenly there's a nightmarish figure in mm. this i'm like i don't even see where you're going to be able to take this to a different level of something and they can't this dude is our end villain essentially <laughs> we did a massive disappointment because uh, the kid just shoots him but then they did save money for a pretty cool effects kill here where they smash his face in <laughs> Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was a real surprise because they hadn't had anything like that until then. <laughs> and they just, yeah, she That's smashes his head from... and his eye starts squirting blood. <laughs> they cut away from the dude shooting his head off just to show this. Yeah. It's fucking nasty. Yeah. It really is. I like it. Yeah, so it's just lead girl and a kid. They're all that's left, but then the terminal starts burning down and they can't get into the tunnel to take them to Terminal F, even though I already thought they were in this tunnel. I was very confused of where they were at. 
They've been trying to get into this tunnel for a long time. It's welded shut, but she manages to bust into it because she's a kick-ass, kick-ass lady Just who's done very stick. little of use. Taking that stick. I like this tunnel bit. Again, this could be cool. They're like crawling through it. He keeps he puts the thermal goggles on and goes in front of her and then he keeps turning around and seeing that she's out of breath and he can hear her breathing getting worse and worse and then he notices, oh, she's got a bite on her tummy. So she is a goner and she knows she's infected. She says she knows she is, but she keeps crawling. Yeah, so and, like maybe- and the little kid keeps telling her to like, to not stop because he still thinks he's got a chance of hooking up with her once this is done <laughs> dusted. <laughs> but you'd crawl in the other fucking direction, wouldn't you? Because she seems like she wants to be a bit of a hero. Well, I think she ends and up doing that and then once she turns, she doesn't have to she's crawl crawling anymore. After him she, does it. She, she crawls with him, I feel. He keeps turning around and she's just there. And then, yeah, stupid little kid keeps saying, I won't go without you. You won't hurt me. It's like, sure. All the evidence you've seen tonight. <laughs> Points to that conclusion. You deserve to die. I uh, think she's the like gets... killed 14 or 15 or something. Something. Mm. Kid gets the daylight, crawls between tooth and bars to get outside, calls back for the lead girl. Guess what happens? She comes, comes at him. But his hoodie, God bless youth, his hoodie <laughs> gets in the way of the bite. And he, I think he's fine, isn't he? Yeah. Her eyes look so stupid here. Oh, her eyes look terrible. We keep cutting back. They cut back to her twice and I'm just like, stop, don't show it again. (laughs) She gives it a good old college try though. She's like Mm -hmm. giving her all. Again, not very convincing as someone who's in control of the situation, but she's pretty good at looking evil and pretty good at looking scared. Yeah, I read like one of the only bits of trivia on IMDb was someone saying much like whatever other films in this franchise, everybody dies at the end of this. But they don't. No. This kid's still alive. Really, really, really awful blue screen as this kid. Oh my god! With the sunset behind him, it's so bad. Oh boy! They 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 run out. They ran out of money. This one. They did (laughs) that head bash really put them under. Hmm. It looks so terrible. (laughs) So fucking bad. And then we see the cat escaped, which means oh, it's going to keep spreading. And then we cut to the thermal vision goggles on the ground as if they're cameras. Yeah. Uh, which which exactly. they're not. And then it all adjusts to show, well, this is the thing, guys. Us three know what Las Vegas looks like, right? Mm. The Mandalay show, Bay. Yeah, Mandalay Bay. It's right at the end of the strip. It's not even in the middle bit. It's right at the very, very end. I feel it's identifiable to us. Many people in LA, of course. The majority of the world, I don't think, will get what the fuck this last shot means. Yeah. Mm. Like, honest to God, you need, like, either a much wider scope of the city or you need a signpost saying, like, this many miles to Las Vegas or something. I mean, I guess... Because it's just a city. They are just telling you that it's now... I mean, you see a big building, so you assume, okay, we're in a city. Sure. I mean, yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. But I feel to them it does. I feel to the filmmakers, they're like, look, think about how cool the third one's going to be. We're going to be in casinos. Vegas. We're going to be, yeah, strip clubs. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. No third one made. That's the ending. A shot of a city. Yeah. Uh, credits. Our last recording film, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's been seven years, eight years now. I don't believe we're going to get another one in the quarantine franchise. 
I don't believe we're getting another one in the Wreck franchise. It's possible we could get another reboot at some point in the future, but we'll talk about that stuff next week and I'll wrap up. For now, we're at the end of a journey. And all that's left is to see how we felt about it, really. Which, yeah, let's let's just cut straight to it, shall we? <laughs> Allison, how'd you feel about Quarantine 2 Terminal? Did you say Allison or Alex? Allison. Okay. It was fine, which I feel... I've been going back and forth with this and with quarantine, and I feel like when I'm putting them in order right now, I'm leaning towards putting this above quarantine, but just because it's an original idea. I don't know that it's, I don't know. I'm still going back and forth on which one is technically done better or written better or has better actors. But I, I mean, we're in this franchise and I can't unsee Wreck. So I'm still just upset that they basically just shot for shot, line for line, name for name, recreated Wreck. So I still feel like I would put this ahead of it. I think it has a lot of problems like what we've been discussing. I am really, really bummed they got off the plane so quickly and didn't get back onto the plane. I feel like that was a big missed opportunity. It would have, I was really looking forward to her having to fly it, so... That would have been a cool added bit of drama, but <laughs> I love missed it. out on that. Um, I like that it's its own Can idea. I recommend to you the film Airplane. <laughs> there were bits at the start where I was like, this of. is going to feel like Airplane. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but a female gets behind the stick in that. Let me tell you. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just feel like there were it was a really cool idea. They had a lot of opportunity with it that they didn't necessarily take advantage of. So they just didn't really play up to its full potential, which is a bummer. But it was, yeah, fine. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what else right. to say. I mean, if they were going to do any more Vegas, would that have pleased you? Because that's clearly where they were heading. I mean, Vegas yeah, and just worldwide. because, again, it's a new idea, which is one of the perks of this franchise other than quarantine is they're all at least... A little bit different from each other so this would be a change of scenery a change of the number of people it wouldn't be as secured as the other ones have been they're all pretty much limited to one building and then it usually ends with them being like look at the opportunity for it spreading and it's usually with an animal so it would be cool to see it in a big city where in vegas that's it would just spread like wildfire there so it would be a new idea which i'd be open to alex yeah, I feel similar to Ali in the sense that at this stage, I've, I'm kind of putting this above quarantine purely based on the sort of respect I have that they took it in a completely new and different direction. I think with this film, because, because that first shot of her in her bra doing up her top <laughs> and the shaky camera... <laughs> It just looked so cheap and trashy from the get-go. And I think because I, I didn't have any expectations of this, it kind of set the template of like, oh, okay, this is what it's going to be. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a sort of a B-movie B horror film. So I felt, I guess I was less critical of it and, and was on board for that and on board for having fun with it. In that, But in saying that, though, it, it's... It's not the most... It isn't the most fun kind of bad horror film or B-movie. I felt like some of the things, some of the scares and, and the beats were, were a little bit predictable. 
but I had respect. Like I, I felt like I kept saying throughout this podcast, I felt that there was an effort by everyone to make a decent film. And I think they just didn't have the tools, whether that was because of finance or just because of the directing or because of the actors themselves. Yeah, it didn't have the tools to kind of elevate it beyond beyond what it is. And oh, what was the last point I was going to make? Oh, I just lost my train of thought. Just like I lost my does, train of thought. Does I missed the film. kid wander off into oh, Vegas to find a yeah. new lady to lay with? <laughs> yeah, he probably does. Yeah, he's probably at a strip club at the end of this film. Just being like, you wouldn't believe the night I had. Early post credits. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to say. The thing, the thing that I've struggled with these American remakes is I really don't like the... Uh, the, the cult storyline and that this is some kind of super rabies virus it just it just feels too kind of tired of a theme and too predictable as far as kind of being a, an accompaniment to a, a zombie outbreak like it, it just feels too predictable in that sense and i and like you said Al, it feels like yeah the, this sort of with this whole vegas thing and the direction it's heading it's it's it feels like oh they're trying to yeah make it sort of resident evil style film so yeah for for that reason as a whole with these american remakes i i'm just not on board as much because i really like that that overlap with with possession spookies and tristana in those first two films nothing has matched that nothing has matched how terrifying uh, tristana looks especially in that first one and and that scene and like with with gerbil dude trying like becoming this rat like humanoid supposedly like that was just crazy and silly so yeah there's a lot that is very kind of poor and average about this film but but in some ways i have a respect for what it was trying to do and the fact that it did yeah just take a risk and be like cool well we've kind of it felt like they had nothing to lose so they're like let's just try something different and i can respect that but i wouldn't want to see any more after this (laughs) <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to see a you Vegas one. Like- For me, it would be... I would love to see it set back in Spain and, and see it rebooted somehow, um, which we'll talk about in the in the wrap-up. Yeah. I mean, I, I, get, I get completely where you're both coming from. Like, Quarantine struggled with more in many ways because we've just come off of Wreck and because it is this almost shot-by-shot remake. So I completely appreciate what you're saying, both of you, and I appreciate Alex, you saying this has some vention. Again, I think the setup for this is fine. I think there's a really good, simple little horror film that you could do with this setup. Keep the fucking plane in the air, is my opinion. I feel like do more with that setup, allow it to burn slowly, allow characters to develop themselves. But for that, you've got to have good writing, you've got good directing, and good actors. None of those three things are happening here. And it's a real, real fucking shame, because... Yes, I had a mildly easier time watching it because there's something different happening. And that's all I ever want with franchises. Give me something different each episode. I think, objectively, Quarantine is by far the better film. Like, just looking at that on <laughs> yeah. its own. I mean, for starters, it had a budget of like 14 million or something. So it just looks <laughs> much nicer and it runs much smoother. But, and I think the actors are giving it all in that. It's just that we've seen it all before and we could compare them to actors we preferred, you know? So, yeah, when it's coming to marking this next week, I honestly don't know because. Wreck 4 disappointed me more than any of them because I expected huge things from the official ending of the real series with the original director that I thought I liked the most. And then you got Quarantine, which is actually a perfectly good movie. And I think if you only watched that film and hadn't seen the others, then it's a shame because Wreck is an excellent movie. But, you know, you, it's not that it's, you would have fun. 
and quarantine 2 it's a really it's a really bad movie because it's just for me it's like it's not but it has more of an idea at least you know but it I, so i guess what i come down to do i like the idea of terminal more than i like the idea of rec 4 Pro- probably like they're both in different situations that are self-contained which i kind of like as long as you get rid of this fucking warehouse stuff like it just oh, it just bores the shit out of me but yeah all the stuff with the cult stuff i hate it hate how that's becoming a big thing a conspiracy kind of thing i hate yeah if he does turn into a rat zombie there's nothing to fear at the end of this movie and unfortunately they're not i watch a lot of horror b movies and this is just not having fun like you have to have fun Mm. to be a horror b movie no one here is really having fun i do agree they're trying but i think they think they're making a good movie and not they're making not a terrible movie but just a boring one and that for me is yeah one of the worst things that you can be as a horror film is to be a boring horror film honest to god they could solve a lot of this for me and we haven't talked about it that much i strayed away from a lot of my notes with it but i know we mentioned it a little bit fucking keep going with the found footage guys like i really appreciated in part (laughs) three they started and then they turn it away but in this one it's so easy you start with that plane you got a camera on the plane great refreshing intro you then go to airport security camera footage as they're checking in and doing all their things and having private conversations and you get some like behind scenes sort of camera stuff so you feel like you're looking in on them you then switch to the venice dude's camera when he's on the plane it's fucking there it's written in yeah we never see a shot from it you switch to that and you get like an in-person like perspective and maybe like Someone else, like the kid, maybe is more into filming on his phone or something. You know, just something. Add one extra element. You just want to see the the warehouse. Yeah, I do want to see the (laughs) project. Then when you're in the warehouse, you cut to the security cameras that they've told you are there. And the Venice dude we show is still filming. So you can splice between both of those. And then at the end, you just do a line saying, oh, yeah, all of the CDC camera, like thermal gear is rigged to always be recording. And yeah. boom, you got a camera on every one of them and you got a camera at the end when they're in the thermal, when they're wearing that thermal thing. You don't have to have any stupid thing about found footage people holding the camera when they wouldn't be. She's literally having to wear it by the end to survive. It would be fucking great. And immediately this entire film, I think, would be a lot tenser and feel a lot more interesting to me. I think it's a real shame that with $4 million, they decided to do this instead because... Again, if you do Hollywood found footage, it costs a lot of money because they're trying to make real film footage look like, you know, found footage. But if you do it fucking properly and you do like Blair Witch this shit, then just use the actual cameras and it's much cheaper. So I don't know. I I think this was a big wasted opportunity. If this was a stopgap, fine. It's like, yeah, this week it didn't work out. Nice try. Let's look forward to next week when hopefully we can get a good send off. Unfortunately, (laughs) I was pissed with the send off to wreck. And I'm pretty pissed with the send-off to this because it's just drab. Would I watch the Las Vegas one? I would, but you'd need like a $40 million budget to make that work. Yeah. There's no way on this scale that you could pull off an interesting Vegas movie. No way. You know what bit I actually liked the most? I just remembered. the When it cuts to the credits, the sound, it's just like you hear sirens in the distance. Yeah. And they slowly get louder. And it's just like all this stuff is happening and like you can hear things kind of like approaching and things happening and... I like that. I was like, I like like, that's the bit I really like. (laughs) That's the best bit. But yeah. But that worked for me in the sense of like a found footage film where it's like the cameras, the sound's still rolling, but we're not seeing the recording. 
I like Which that's, I felt like they wanted cool. to do. I honestly feel like they wrote it so that it could be because all these cameras are here and introduced. And then at some point, the director was like, no, I want to make a proper film. And it was a bad decision. Honestly, a shrug. That's how I feel about this film. And it's going to make it very difficult for me at the end of like, how do you judge a shrug of a film compared to a film that I thought was much better made, but I pissed me off more just because I've already seen it. <laughs> like, it's really tough to yeah. watch those two. And then mm-hmm. throwing an apocalypse into it. It's a complicated mess. And we'll get to all of that next week with other lists that we will invent because we haven't quite done a series like this before. So we're going <laughs> to have to figure that out, guys. But yes, until then, goodbye. please do do go and subscribe and rate us on uh, we are geeks on itunes seriously it really helps us and please do go listen to all of our old podcasts we've done so many fucking series i used to list them it's too many now so many what's a favorite what should we say danny Uh, boyle child's (laughs) play that no one listens to child's play listen to the purge (laughs) yeah I have. Do you know what I have sit, sitting here, Ali? I have the Blu-ray box set of The Purge season one. I, I don't believe there will be a season two. Oh boy! But then is I that what you and Lee are doing without me? Oh yeah. Oh, shall I scare him when he comes back? Lee, Lee, come Lee of the Purge podcast with us is staying with me right now, but he's out. When he comes back, I'm gonna get that out and say, "Hey, Lee, we're gonna surprise do surprise mob <laughs> attack. <laughs> Let's go." <laughs> And also you can follow us on the social medias. I am Mr. Al White on everything as well as on the Xbox. Uh, what about you guys? I'm Alexander Chard um, on Instagram and Twitter. I am Ali Sue on Instagram. Banned and from I'm Twitter. not allowed on Twitter. <laughs> Been a bad person. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Hmm. Are you really she? banned? Yeah, literally because I didn't do anything because I was inactive. And I tried to log on recently to follow our film on Twitter. And it was like, you are not allowed to do this action. And I was like, what? They even sent me an email to confirm that it was me on my email address. And I said, yes, confirm. Went back to Twitter and it still wouldn't let me. And I was like, what was the point of that? Why'd you even try to verify it was me? (laughs) What was the point (laughs) of that fun? It was so weird. The truth is, to our listeners, is that Ali was banned for her critical and hateful comments on the yep. five-year-old Alex Vincent's performance <laughs> in Child's correct. Play. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Alex, we love you. Other than Ali. Yeah. Perfect segue, though, happened back there a second ago. You were trying to follow our film on the, on the old Twitters. You can do that, too. Go to Starfish Mixtape on all the social medias and starfishmixtape.com where you can see a little snippet of it. You can learn where it's going to be playing. You can read pretty soon what some of the critics have been saying about it and all the information that you might want to know about our feature film. And that is a real way that you can support us when that movie is out. You can go and see it. You can buy it. You can Share hopefully it. not steal it off the internet. Do you know what? I was listening to a podcast the other day. I know we all need to go, so we're going to go. But I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about a film. I don't want to call out which podcast. It was a horror podcast. They were trying to review... Actually, this movie, it was Quarantine too. I was listening to some other people's <laughs> opinions on it. And they were like, and we never really talk about that, but they're saying how hard it was to find. And I should say, this is a hard movie to find if you want it in HD. How did you guys watch it? Amazon has it in HD. Yeah, you I rented HD? it off uh, Amazon Prime. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, I bought it on iTunes. Uh, you can't buy it on Blu-ray anywhere in the entire world. It's only on DVD. And they were having real trouble when they were trying to watch it, trying to find it. And they're like, oh, I went to this place. I went to Netflix first. Then I went to Amazon. It wasn't there at that point whenever they did this. They went to, you know, a couple other places. And they're like, you know what? 
then I just stole it. Because, like, fuck them. If they're not going to make it so that I can find their movie, then why should I give them money? Now, I just want to say to anyone listening who's not involved with the film industry, that's not the filmmaker's fault. <laughs> like, their distribution plan is not something they have much control over, if any. Um, if the distributors decide, like, if that's just all they're offered and they go with who they think they can get and then they don't put them out on certain platforms, please don't punish the creators for that. <laughs> like, please put mm. in that extra effort. And I'm sorry, but if you can't find a piece of art, their criticism on there was like, I could order it for Amazon, but it'd take five days to get to me and I want to watch it now. Well, I'm sorry, but learn to wait <laughs> and <laughs> or plan ahead a bit better. And just because you can't find art doesn't mean that you're still entitled to it. I'm really sorry. But that's the honest truth. Like, it's. I think that's a fair, fair comment. Support the little films, and we'd appreciate it if you don't steal ours. Obviously, now everyone's going to steal ours because I went on a rant. Just to spite you. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) But try not to with other people's, at least. We'll be back next week as we talk about the rec wrap up, and then we'll be announcing what's happening in the next season of the Weird Geeks Horror Show. Until then, we are out, geeks. All right, Geeks. geeks.